Hello and welcome to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host Matthew Macario and this is the podcast where you get chemistry confident. Hi there, I hope you're well today. Let me just ask you a quick question. How do you find the analytical chemistry question on the exam paper? You know the one with hardly any words and all the spectra and the task is to deduce what compounds being analysed, what compound all those spectra apply to. If you find the analytical chem question difficult to tackle, you're not the only one, trust me. I've had many a student ask me about that one, and thinking back, I struggled with that as well. And that struggle I had, and the struggle I could see others having, made me think about, is there a better way to do it? Is there a process you could follow that says, break it down, do these bits in this order, and that will make it much easier? And that's what this episode is about. So this is my five-step process for answering the analytical chemistry exam question. Firstly, let's think about why this question is so difficult. Firstly, there's a bunch of spectra and not many words, and then there's just this, work out what the compound is. So you end up with this mass spectrum, an infrared spectrum, and then the carbon-13 NMR and the proton NMR spectra. And it's just, tell us what the compound is. So there's not many words in the question, but the examiners expect you to be able to work out the answer and explain where you got the answers from. What guided you to the answer? What did you get out of those spectra? Why else is it difficult? Well, because we don't study this as one topic. We study this as subtopics. We study about infrared and how to interpret an infrared spectra. We study about mass spectrometry and what you can glean from an MS spectrum. And similarly with carbon-13 and proton NMR, we're taught how it works and how to interpret the spectra. But rarely are we taught how to piece that together if we're given a bunch of spectra. So how does this five-step process work? We could extract the relevant information that we can from each of the spectra. When we got that, we do our detective work, piece it all together and come up with an answer. So I say step one is to work out what the functional group is. Without knowing the functional group, we're going to really struggle with the rest of this. How do we work out the functional group? That's where the infrared spectrum comes in. And don't worry too much if you've not necessarily remembered or memorised all the peaks that you were taught in the textbook and in your lessons because you'll be given a data sheet or data booklet that's got the key peaks in there. It will have the peaks relevant to the functional group in the IR spectrum that you're given. So use your data sheet well. The data sheet is your friend whispering bits of information to you if you know how to use it. Go to the infrared peaks section of the data sheet and match that up with the key peak or peaks that you see in the infrared spectrum that you're given in the exam question. Note down the peak or peaks that match up and state the wave numbers. Make those notes and you're going to include them in the answer. That will be part of what's scoring you marks. Next, we want to know the relative molecular mass of the compound. And to do this, use the mass spectrum that you've been given. You will have been taught that the the peak most to the right along the spectrum, the peak with the highest M over Z value, is telling you the relative molecular mass. If the M over Z value is 44, then the relative molecular mass is 44 for that compound. Again, note that down. Step three. Step three is to determine the carbon environments that exist in the compound. And for this, we're going to use the carbon-13 NMR spectrum. So here you're looking for the peak intensities and the chemical shift values and note those down. Compare them to what you find in the data sheet so that you can see what the environments are, what molecular fragment 
they indicate may be present. Step four is similar to step three, but we're looking at the, the proton environments, the hydrogen environments. To do this, you need to look at the proton NMR spectrum. Again, look at how many environments, look at the intensity of those peaks, look at the chemical shift values of the peaks as well. Note those down. Com again, compare them with the proton NMR section of the data sheet to indicate what chemical fragments, what molecular fragments they indicate are present. And that will help you put these together when it comes to that. And that will be step five, which is what I call the jigsaw step. So that's where we piece together the bits of information that we've worked out. So you're going to piece together those molecular fragments, put them in order that makes sense with what you're seeing in the NMR spectra, and also that includes the functional group that we deduced was present. When you have that, when you have your candidate compound that you think is present, that you think these refer to, work out the relative molecular mass of what you've deduced and compare it against the relative molecular mass that you found in the mass spectrum. Do they match? Well, that's good. Do they not match? Well, okay, not all is lost. So if you find that actually the relative molecular mass indicated in the mass spectrum is almost exactly twice what you've worked out, what you may have is a symmetrical compound. So what you've seen and worked out is one half of a symmetrical compound. So go back and see if you can work out what the RMM would be, what the molecular mass would be, if you made that twice as big. Remember, it won't be exactly double. You're going to be losing a couple of hydrogens. The carbon to hydrogen bonds won't all still be there. One or two of them will be missing. How about writing out the answer? You noted down all the information as we went through the spectra. So include those, include what the functional group is and, and why you've come to that conclusion. Include the relative molecular mass and, and, where, and that you got that from the molecular peak on the mass spec. Write down the intensities and the chemical shift values for the carbon and proton environments that you spotted on those NMR spectra too. Of course, you need to include the compound at the end and you can either draw out its structure clearly or you can write its name or both. But if you're going to use it, just its name, make sure you do it correctly. So I would advise sketching out the structure clearly. Okay, so can you see what we've done there? We've looked at the spectra. We've worked out the functional group, the molecular mass, fragments based on the carbon environments and based on the proton environments. And then we've pieced it together and compared it with the relative molecular mass. It sounds a simple process. Actually, I've got a, a video where I did some live training on how to do the process, followed by, followed by a real A-level question, a tough one as well. It throws in a couple of curveballs. That's available for you to look at today, so you can again see the process as it's done and then see the example walkthrough as well. So I walk through that example, I explain all the steps and I explain those curveballs as well. Well, there's a simple link for that. It's chemistrymadesimple.net slash five step. That's the number five and the word step. And I'll put that in the show notes too. chemistrymadesimple.net slash five step. I hope this episode has been useful to you and I hope that process will be useful to you too. Please go and, and practice doing some of these using this process. Practice using that data sheet as well. It, understanding what's going to be on the data sheet and how to use it is going to be really important to you. Really important to picking up a few marks. And then, of course, practice actually writing the answer as well, including 
the information you got from the spectrum, not just writing the answer you think down and hoping for full marks. So if you have any more questions on this or, or you have a suggestion for another topic for another episode, please do get in touch. The best way is at Instagram. I'm at Chemistry Made Simple. You can also email me and that's Matthew at chemistrymadesimple.net. Those links are also in the show notes. That's the end of this episode, really. I'm looking forward to meeting you again next time in our next episode. Until then, look after yourself and goodbye.